You ready? Yeah. You ready? All right, hold on. Here we go. What's up, y'all? You're listening to the Myagination Podcast. I'm Alex Miller from the Eagle. Over here, that's Travis Brown from the Eagle. We're inside Kyle Field. If you've ever watched an AM press conference, we're sitting actually at the podium where, say, Jimbo Fisher, players sit and speak. So um, I should make you go sit up there and ask me questions from out there. Yeah, honestly. Uh-huh. So <laughs> just get that power trip. Anyway, it's Wednesday afternoon for those listening. That's when we're recording this. AM plays its spring game on Saturday. This afternoon, we got to hear from AM head coach Jimbo Fisher, a couple players, Max Wright and Damani Richardson. Just kind of, you know, looking back at spring practice, looking ahead at the spring game. And so, yeah, Travis, um, AM spring balls wrapping up this week. And uh, what's interesting is, you know, the transfer portal opens this weekend, the second kind of window per se of kind of that cycle. And um, one of the key points today was just talking about, you know, where AM's at at scholarship numbers and talking about a few guys that, you know, have transferred in, transferred out. Yeah, well, the big news today is Matthew Wyckoff, of course, is announcing that he's going to enter uh, the transfer portal. He started uh, a, a lot of games last year, uh, filled in for Bryce Foster at center when he was hurt, uh, mixed around a little bit in there as well. And was a key part of, of that offensive line and was seemingly going to be a guy who would slot probably right into potentially a starting role um, this season. He announced that he's going to enter the transfer portal come this Saturday and uh, will find a new home. Jimbo Fisher said he uh, said he, he's really liked how some of the depth has built up uh, with some of those players mentioned Martin uh, uh, Nabu, 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 Nabu. Yeah. Uh, as a guy who um, has kind of filled in, maybe could slot in right behind Bryce Foster uh, as that secondary um, center. But because of how many players left over the offseason, um, they're not anywhere close to that 85 scholarship mark. I believe they said it's somewhere between 74 and 75 uh, right now, somewhere in that range of 74, 76 uh, scholarships. But 85, of course, is the limit that the NCAA lots. And so he said that they're going to be active in the transfer portal uh, come Saturday when it opens up. Uh, he doesn't know where that land will land, but he said in all of his time at Florida State, 81 was actually the highest they ever got. So they, they don't necessarily always work um, right up to that 85 scholarship uh, limit. So it'll be interesting to see when that opens up how active because that that hasn't been a a staple of Jimbo Fisher's uh, roster building since he's been there and the transfer portals become a part of this. He's leaned heavily into high school recruiting and just picked up one or two transfer portals uh, players here or there. That's going to have to be a major part of the makeup of this roster this year because of how many players they lost. Yeah. You know, I think looking at it, A&M's got down to 65 scholarship players. They're going to add nine Mm -hmm. uh, freshmen coming in in the summer. And so I thought it was interesting, too, because he said at Florida State, his high was 80. They typically hover between 78 and 80. But he said here at A&M, going into his sixth season now, they've been between 81 and 82. And, you know, when he was at Florida State, that was before, you know, uh, transfer portal, mm-hmm. uh, one-time transfer rule, even NIL, maybe playing a factor into things here and there. So, you know, the, the college game is rapidly changing, as we all know. It's funny, Brent Zorneman asked Max Wright about that today, uh, how he's seen 
the college game kind of evolved in this going into his sixth year at A&M and how, you know, roster management is such a, you know, pivotal part in, mm-hmm. in kind of, you know, trying to stay ahead of things and making sure that, you know, when there is attrition that teams have that depth that they need. You're starting to see programs around the country kind of hire a, a general manager type position that's kind of uh, overseeing some of these roster moves positions like a pro sports team would. So it's, it's interesting how the, the, the uh, I know people joke that the transfer portal is college free agency, but I mean, that's kind of what it is. And, and teams and programs are reacting to that accordingly. Well, before we move into some, some spring ball recap, one more personnel note. It, it seems like Tyron Smith, who had transferred in from UTEP, it sounds like he's going back to El Paso. Yeah, uh, it's something that we've kind of been uh, aware of for a while. Our good buddy over there, Colin Beaver, uh, news reporter, used to be here at KAGS, reports news out there in uh, El Paso. Uh, it's something he had been a, a little bit alerted to that, that maybe he uh, wanted to go back to El Paso. Uh, UTEP and, and Jimbo Fisher said that's what he, what he believes is going to happen in that situation. You know, he, he committed here before Anaya Smith announced that he was coming back, and they, they do hold a, a similar position, that kind of slot role. I mean, Anaya is probably a little bit more versatile uh, in, in where he can play on the line or on the, uh, the wide receiver position. So, uh, yeah, you got to under, understand what, what different factors played into it, but that definitely could have been one of them. He's not going to be uh, on the Aggie roster this year. You know, spring ball is a time for, it seems, coaches and players to, you know, express optimism and they're encouraged by so-and-so. That's just kind of the general theme, it Mm -hmm. seems. Some guys that, you know, Jimbo Fisher and a couple of the other players mentioned, we we talk about offensive line. You know, Mark Naboo's name came up. uh, And so, looking there, though, at the offensive line, uh, Chase Basantis, guy that was an early enrollee after signing in December, his name came up not only from Max Wright, but also Jimbo Fisher. And then whereas on the defensive side, uh, you know, Adam lost Antonio Johnson, Bryce Anderson's name came up a couple times from Damani Richardson, Jimbo Fisher, as well as that linebacker, kind of a position that, you know, AM's still trying to figure out, you know, some depth and they're going to have, you know, a couple of veterans with Edrin Cooper and Chris Russell. But other than that, it's a pretty young position. Mm-hmm. He mentioned how Damian Sanford and Torian York, uh, two early enrollees, you know, making making some plays and some scrimmages. Anum's going to have to have those guys play well this season to have any form of depth at linebacker. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I know he, he kind of slotted in that position a few times last year when Antonio Johnson uh, was hurt. But it'll be interesting to see if Bryce Anderson kind of kind of step into that nickel role uh, and be a little bit of that hybrid uh, linebacker safety, a guy who can get in the box and make plays, but also uh, work in coverage. And uh, I, I think it sounds like the initial uh, reports are that, that that could be a spot where he uh, lands with that. You know, we have to take a quick side note here and talk a little bit about uh, the, the spring game and how different it's going to be. If you're here at Kyle Field, we just went out there and looked, <laughs> the crane is gone. They had a crane in the south end zone of Kyle Field. It, it wasn't a band forming in the south end zone. It was a crane forming in the south end zone. <laughs> and that they're building, they're adding on those suites, that, that extra level in Kyle Field on the south side uh, of the stadium. But because of that, the crane's gone, but the grass is still kind of growing back in that area and it's still fenced off. So there will be playing a half-court game. Jimbo, he didn't get into too 
much detail, but he did go into a little detail on kind of how, how that'll look. Yeah, you know, he, in the past, a they've kind of drafted teams. The, the captains, the older players, they kind of draft their teams. Jimbo said they're probably going to stay away from that this year, and it's going to be more so the first-team offense and the second-team defense going against the first-team or first-team defense and the second-team offense. So, you know, ones-on-ones, twos-on-twos, and then, you know, as they get into the second half, I'm sure some walk-ons will get to play. That's typically how that goes. It's going to look different. Um, you know, I just from looking out there, it doesn't look like the fence is like right at the 50-yard mm-hmm. line. It looks like maybe about the 30, 35. Maybe even closer than maybe that. Maybe even closer zone, than that. Yeah. So they're probably going to have about 60, 65 yards to play with, not including the end zone. And so, you know, I think special teams is prob- like, you're not gonna, you're probably not going to see a lot of kickoffs. Might see a punt or two, um, but I I think for the most part, the actual play on the field, you can still do that with 60 yards. My question is, do you have to bring it back outside the three-point line to change possessions? Or do do <laughs> tip-ins count? Is there yeah. make it, take it? Uh, yeah, you have to come back out of the red zone. Oh, okay. They yeah. should just do the XFL rules. Sure. I watched sure. the XFL this weekend. It's actually really fun. Yeah. yeah I, I think it's really fun. It's, it's interesting. That is for sure. Uh, he did mention, too, though, that Donovan Green, on top of the guys that we have already mentioned that have been out for spring, Donovan Green tweaked his ankle, uh, rolled over his ankle uh, in practice this week, and so he might not be available uh, for the for the spring game. Tied in Donovan Green, who had a lot of production last year you know something i'm curious to watch about you know curious to watch about curious to watch for i should say <laughs> okay uh how, how how did how did the quarterbacks kind of rotate you mm-hmm. know i'm expecting connor wegman to run with the first team and max johnson with the second but does max johnson maybe get a drive with the first team at some point you would think that's probably the case but i'm curious to see how they utilize that and something that we'll get to in a second is I'm kind of I'm kind of curious to see what kind of wrinkles that might be noticeable now that Bob Petrino mm-hmm. is AM's offense coordinator. Seems as if there might be a little more motion in play with this offense. Yeah, it, that that is a good point. And I would be actually be surprised if they didn't flip-flop that way a little bit because even in past games where they're drafted and stuff like that, they've given guys run with different teams just to give them different looks. Not only I mean, I think everyone does expect Hunter Wigman to be the guy, uh, but Jimbo Fisher, as, as all coaches usually do, said it's an open competition for everyone. So there's that whole caveat aside. But if Connor Wigman is the guy, as we've seen with AM quarterbacks the last two seasons, guys can get hurt. And next, all of a sudden, the number two guy is the number one guy. And the more continuity you can get and kind of game time reps you can get with those guys in the, the first team line, the first team wide receivers, things like that. It never hurts. I would be I would be pretty surprised if we didn't see both of them running on both teams like that throughout uh, throughout the game uh, going on this weekend. Um, you know, the other thing too, I, I threw out there because I know it's something it's been talked about for several years now, but it kind of reared its head again when Hugh Freeze was asked about this a couple weeks ago in one of their spring practice uh, Auburn spring practice. Uh, uh, media availabilities, and that is the idea or the thought that a, a team could scrimmage an FBS team or another team, a, a regional team, for a spring game instead of doing the uh, inter-squad type thing. And I think for a, from a fan's perspective, from even a media coverage perspective, uh, 
that's enticing because let's let's face it. Other than getting to see maybe what your quarterback looks like, uh, if you, spring games are boring, and and so I think the op, the, the chance to maybe just scrimmage a a Sam Houston State, a Texas State, or a regional school around here would be enticing, um, especially when you look at the twelve team playoff and how that might because there's going to be a little bit more margin for error with teams, especially in the SEC, to get into that twelve team playoff. You might see fewer schools going the route of, of scheduling more um, of these F, FCS, lower regional kind of schools. And then not to mention, you look at in two years, the SEC uh, scheduling format, if they go to the, uh, was it three, six, the, yeah, the, the nine, nine game, the and nine that's going to eliminate the, the, the end of season uh, bi-week game, and the cupcake, the cupcake in November. game, <laughs> which then, so there's, there's money that's going to fall off the table in these guaranteed contracts. Some of those FCS schools, system schools, regional schools, things like that. And it's a way you're probably not going to make this, you know, couple million, million dollars that you get to go play in that fall game in the fall, but a hundred thousand, couple hundred thousand to come over and do a spring game and not to mention in a scenario like this where, yeah, I know A&M wants to have the gate and everything like that, but you could go over to Texas State and scrimmage them for the spring game and you have a full field when A&M's is, is like that. I don't know. What, what were your, Jimbo Fisher said he didn't really like it. The players both said it was fun. The idea sounded fun. Max Except, Wright said it. He, he, yeah. was, he, was, he was sold. You yeah. got him sold, Travis. Yeah. Uh, Damani Richardson said it was fun, but you don't want to get guys injured, which, of course, is a big part of that. Jimbo Fisher said, and I'm going to push back on this a little bit, but he, he said there is, he doesn't really like it because with a spring game that's inter-squad, you can control um, the scenarios and kind of uh, put, tip the scales different ways to put different situ- put players in different situations and stuff like that. And I get that. And it is a little bit easier when it's just all your own players. But NFL teams hold joint practices together during uh, high schools. During, do it right where where you still, you know, you, you might have to plan a little bit more ahead to have um, the, the, the situations and the scripting that you want to do way early in advance. But it can be done. They do it at the NFL level. They do it at the high school level. There's no reason they couldn't do it at the college level. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I think it's a great idea. Uh, I, I think it'd be fun. I mean, even if you play, even if, say, AM was like, okay, we're going to play some of our system schools. We're going to play Prairie View. Mm-hmm. Okay. People would come to watch Marching Storm. I know I would. Yeah, I would too. Uh, you know, Tarleton, they've, their football program's on the rise. You could play Sam Houston. They're moving up to the FBS level. Mm-hmm. They're kind of in that transition period. I think they're going to Conference USA. Is mm-hmm. that right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you could even play like an SFA, you know. I mean, if you wanted to keep that system money, I know it's a way drop down, but you could go Commerce. Commerce had a great team a couple years ago. And I think Commerce is moving up to the FCS Mm -hmm. level. I mean, so, you know, there's games to be had. There's attractions to be had uh, by hosting those games, whether it's just simply playing a different team or having something like Marching Storm kind of, you know, be – be a little bit of the show although then you couldn't maybe have your alumni halftime game or you just make halftime an hour long sure. and it's more of a spectacle than sure. anything else but at the same time you know you know jimbo talks about the controlled scenarios okay in texas high school football every team plays at least one scrimmage a lot of schools play two scrimmages in the preseason against another school when you have those scrimmages typically you have 
each team gets three drives. It's like eight, 10, 12 plays, and then you're done. And then they play a live quarter, oh. right? I mean, so it's, it's six drives and then a live quarter. You can do that. And that allows you to mix and match, say, Connor Wegman, Max Johnson at quarterback. Maybe you want to mix some of the wide receivers or the defensive linemen. I mean, A&M's got a lot of different guys on that defensive line that might be able to contend for some spots or even on the offensive line where, you know, you have three guys who started last year that missed spring ball. When you talk about Bryce Foster, Trey Zune, and well, I guess Matthew Wyckoff's transferring out. Mm -hmm. He was out for spring practice. You get what I'm saying. Yeah. And so I, I, I think that it can be the controlled environment that, you know, a coach would want. And also too, if, your Prairie View or Sam Houston or Texas State, why wouldn't you want to do it? It's a, it's a great opportunity. I think that what Jimbo Fisher, the mindset he had into it looked more like, he, you know, he mentioned the Hall of Fame game where uh, in, in the NFL, it's like the first preseason game of the year and no starters play in that. It's almost like a, uh, a, a low-level spring training game in baseball where you're just trying to see who's going to make the roster and, and everything like that. I, I don't really see it in the same vein as like a NFL preseason game. I see it more in the same vein as like a, a joint practice or like the high school scrimmage, because you can still have another team in there and put a bib on your quarterback and it's two hand touch on the quarterback. Exactly. You can still tell teams, you know, like in certain situations, let's keep guys off the ground. You know, um, I, 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 I don't see how, the second string guy, you know, off, uh, defensive lineman going against the first string offensive lineman is going to be any less physical than Sam Houston going against AM because that second string guy wants to earn a first string team spot. He's not going to let up, you know, but you can dictate rules. You can uh, tell players, it, just like in, in high school, just like in those joint practices at the NFL keep guys off the ground. No one's trying to get hurt out there. Go hard. Don't touch the quarterbacks, um, but run your routes. And you know what? Wh whether you control the scrimmage or not, um, with all your same players or, or, or not, it, injuries are still going to happen. We've seen it happen in these games where injuries happen in the spring game, and that can affect it because you're, you're, you're going, they're pads on pads, you're going full contact. Um, so it's going to happen. I, I just think the advantages of, not only the for the players, but for the fans, the the marketing, everything else that goes along with it. it it's just too good. And it's a way to continue to kind of funnel money towards some of these smaller schools and let college football support college football in the same way that it has when we're probably going to see some of those opportunities go away uh, with the 12 team playoff with a change in the SEC schedule moving forward. So something interesting college basketball has scrimmages yeah or they have the little secret scrimmages they have the exhibitions every, every other sport college does. baseball and softball they play fall games Football, uh, uh, women's soccer women's has, soccer has a spring yeah. schedule so does volleyball i mean you go down the list college football is the only one that doesn't and even when you look at the levels above and below it they do it i think it would be cool if you actually make this a, a continuing thing i know Probably the route that they would want to go is to keep it with a system school. But like, I think if AM and Sam Houston did this every year, that would be that would be fun. There would be a little bit of something going on there. It's the two teams close, you know. I think that would be a really great fun thing for them to do. And you look, you know, because uh, they were talking about in in uh, Alabama, like Alabama and Troy have never played each other. If I, I believe that's what it was, and 
or, or uh, UAB, getting some of those teams mixed in with Alabama and Auburn every year, it would be, it would be fun uh, for everyone involved. So I think that that is something that will probably at least gather more conversational steam as, as things move forward. Because here's the other thing, as we've learned about college football in realignment, in, uh, and, and, and tran- in everything, in some of these lawsuits, College football is a business. It's run by money. The decisions are made by money. And there is money to, there's, I would think, more money to be made in doing these uh, scrimmages with another team than there is just inner squad team against team. And once that can be realized that there is in terms of crunching the numbers, I think that's probably the direction this will go. Yeah. I mean, think about it too. Like, okay. Normally a spring game is either free or like what five bucks. Mm-hmm. I, I think this weekend it's free. It's mm-hmm. been free for a long time. Mm-hmm. There have been games in the past where AM has charged. But okay, say you wanna charge five bucks, okay? You're not gonna fill up Kyle Field for a spring game against Sam Houston. But maybe you have five or ten thousand five thousand Sam Houston fans that drive down from from Huntsville. Yeah. And now all of a sudden you're doubling your attendance, whereas you may have had ten or fifteen thousand for this weekend. Maybe you could get twenty-five or thirty. And I bet whatever the guarantee, whether it's a hundred thousand dollars or two hundred thousand dollars, that probably covers whatever Sam Houston was making in concessions and whatnot from their spring game if it was open to the public. So it's going to help them out in, in that regard. And since it is going to be more like a game, then you open up Aggie Park. You might have a little bit of tailgating. You you, you make it more of a of a full on game day experience. And you know, other interesting things, I don't know if AM does this, but other teams I've covered in the past, things that they work on in spring games, they sometimes um, you might have, I know other teams I've covered have purposely had scripted into the play that a player, but they didn't, they had it scripted, but they didn't tell the training staff. And they had a player go down with an injury. It might've been a fake injury, but he went down with an injury and it was practice for the trainers to get out there uh, work with the player. They they sometimes would actually simulate catastrophic injury, uh, whether it be like a heart related thing or something like that, and actually have a rep for the trainers to go out there and work on get this player off the field. There's other things that go into um, football. Again, I don't know if AM does something like that, but they there are other scripted things too that that yeah they need a script, but all of this can happen under the framework as long as it's just scripted out and mutually agreed upon by both coaching staffs. Well, there you go. There's our case for a to play Prairie View and Sam Houston. Because nobody really wants to. You might tell yourself you want to go watch a spring game. No one really wants to go watch Everybody a wants game. to leave out at the first quarter. Yes. When you when you notice that it's more than half walk-ons out there, with all due respect to the walk-ons, I have a lot of respect for you. People no, just no want to leave. It's, People it's, just want to leave. Yeah, it's, it's literally fake football. At least having another team would make it less fake of football. All right, I think that's all the time we have for this week. Be sure to check the eagle.com for all of our coverage leading up to AM Spring Game on Saturday. Plus, Travis will be over at Bluebell Park all weekend covering AM's baseball series against Missouri. Until next time, we'll see ya. It seems like every day, everything just has a way, the way it must have seems. But if we don't watch what we're doing, our hearts will get ruined by silly things. Good loving needs a girl, we know that's true. 
Make sure my baby, make sure you're sticking with me. But I wanna make sure that we'll be all that we can be, all that we can be.